With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is the all-new All Ball. We took a slight diversion with our last episode. Lil Wayne uh, joined us. It was awesome. You can still download and listen to that one. Um, We have a great special guest this week, or in this episode, Start pumping out multiple um, episodes per week, hopefully. Um, Our guest this week is Paul Westhead. Okay, now Paul Westhead, of course, legendary coach, led the Lakers to an NBA title. Um, He led Loyola Marymount to, uh, was three NCAA tournaments, including an Elite Eight, and famously coached Bo Bo Kimball and Hank Gathers. Um, Also Jeff Fryer and Tom Peabody, a bunch of other dudes. But, um, so we'll talk to him about the Speed Game. That's his new book, and it talks about uh, teaching t- guys, teams to play fast. I think you'll really, really enjoy that interview. L- let, let me start, though, as we're a couple days removed from the NBA Finals and the NBA Championship. And I did hear LeBron James say, I want some respect. And I just, I don't know. You, I think he's great. What happens when, in, in our world now of sports, is either somebody's the best or you're a hater. You're like, all right. Like I, I, many parts of his game, I, I haven't necessarily loved. Some he's improved. Some he hasn't. Right. Like that post game that gave him the fadeaway jump shot. That's kind of disappeared. He doesn't really have a middle game. He's developed a step back jump shot, and he's obviously developed into being a more than capable open three point shooter. He's improved his shooting. But like, look, this is like. Oh, well, you know, Cindy Crawford has a mole, right? You're talking about a word on a, on a supermodel. LeBron James is an incredible player. Doesn't move as well defensively um, throughout the entire game or in back-to-back games, but can clearly really, really defend and can dominate a game. I have no 
I, I, I'm, I'm not going to pick apart his game in any way. My, my whole thing with Jordan is that Jordan was a force of was sheer force of will. Like he had to find a way to win. And once he found it, figured out how to win, there was literally no stopping him. You know, I know he, I saw when he lost to the Orlando magic, when he lost to basketball and he wasn't sharp, he didn't look like a good ball handler. And I understand that players, I do think have more well-rounded skill set bases now, but the game is very different. It's much less physical. There's no power forwards. Sometimes there's no centers in the game. So instead of comparing eras, I will just tell you that for his era, I felt like Jordan was more thoroughly and completely dominant. There was no discussion over who the best player in the game is. And I think if we were honest, we would say that LeBron didn't go against the full field as Durant was hurt. Steph and Clay weren't in it. They had, they had both been hurt this year. Um, and, you know, he never had to face off with Giannis, although Giannis is not nearly close in terms of, you know, being completely refined. And they got an incredibly favorable matchup along the way. They even faced Kawhi, who has done a great job on LeBron in the past. So with all that in mind, I'm not taking shots at LeBron. What I don't love is the, why would you ever have a need for respect? You know, who are we trolling? Why does it matter? That these are the, This is the real mistake that LeBron makes is dignifying anybody he feels like is disrespectful to his level of success. That that's, that's punching down. I want some respect. Like the only people you think are disrespecting you are people whose opinions shouldn't matter. And, and look, there's plenty of former players that opinions I think do matter that would prefer Jordan or their era to LeBron. And maybe that's what he's talking about. But when you say respect, it feels like you're giving credibility to TV shows and radio shows, even mine. And I'm very reasonable. Like people forget that in the early eighties, it was Larry Bird, Matt Johnson, save the league. They deserve to be in any discussion of the top five players in the modern history of the game. So too does Michael Jordan. Um, so too does LeBron James. And then you got to go, okay, do we do Tim Duncan who won all those titles? Do we do Kobe Bryant who had his, won all his titles? Like, what do we do? I don't know. All I can tell you is that if somebody wants to put me in a list of the two best players in the history of the sport or the 10 best players in the history of the sport, I think that's pretty respectful. And I think any, I think asking for respect feels like some unneeded insecurity being, being outed that he clearly shouldn't have. Nonetheless, we should respect LeBron James. Like, the four NBA titles are special. I, I know we can't compare because no superstar players ever bounced to three or actually four different teams, really, if you kind of get down to it. So this whole, well, no one's won three with three different, like, yeah, I got you. I got gotcha. you. But no, you know, Kareem bounced to two teams. Shaq bounced to a couple different teams, obviously. Took two to the NBA finals. Couldn't get the Cavs to the finals when he was a bit player with LeBron or the Suns to the NBA finals. So that would be the only, uh, only parallel there. And Shaq didn't take care of himself the way that LeBron took care of himself. Um, but I, to me, the, the, the NBA playoffs and the bubble was about his leadership, his ability to get guys to totally buy into why they were there and coaching. I mean, think of how much play the use of zones, like Miami couldn't run a zone against the Lakers. They just sliced it and diced it. Right but they would not have gotten to the finals without the use of a zone. Oh yeah. By the way, the Lakers and their adjustment for, you know, quick doubling James Harden, getting it out of his hand before he could get into his game 
Like, again, all of these things are coaching. And, and even getting LeBron to buy into whatever the defensive schemes were from the Lakers, that, that's coaching. Now, some of that is LeBron being coachable and then, you know, leading and getting ways to get, motivate Anthony Davis and all their whole team to play at a super high level defensively. But I, I kind of feel like coaching gets undersold in the reason the Lakers became the best team in the NBA, won an NBA championship. Uh, let's let speaking of the Lakers winning a championship, let's welcome him in. He's a longtime college and NBA and WNBA champion head coach. Paul Westhead joins us. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in. The book is called The Speed Game. My fast times in basketball. Paul Westhead uh, is is my guest. Um, there's a lot of places people could start, but I, I want to start at a place that that is uh, – really most interesting to me. So I apologize, coach, if it's not where you want to begin. Um, uh, I had, I had seen Hank gathers and Bo Kimball play in a pickup game at Cal state Northridge the summer before uh, Hank's final, Hank and Bo's final season together for you at Lola Marymount. And I was a kid from Orange County. I was kind of blown away by this kind of bigger than life mythical player. And I had known how you guys had played, watched you guys in the NCAA tournament the two previous years. So then fast forward to the WCC tournament and Hank passes out. What, what now we're like 30 years later, what memories do you have of that night? Well, uh, you know, I saw what everyone else saw that he made us gigantic slam dunk turn to get back on defense got almost the half court and collapsed and and uh, you know we we lost them I mean uh, there's nothing that even 30 years later makes up for that it's uh, it was a devastating time for me for the team for his family and there's some things Doug you just don't get over and that that happens to be one of them yeah, I'm, I'm, that's actually what's what most intrigues me because I went to the next game. It was at Long Beach Arena. You played right. Mexico State, and, I, and to this to this day, I tell people my love for college basketball. I had loved it before that. My dad took me to games, the NCAA tournaments. I loved it after that, and I played in it. But the the moment to me was you guys came running out, and there's maroon everywhere, and 44s everywhere, and and then Bo gets fouled, and. All of a sudden, he takes three dribbles with his right hand, switches to, and then he makes it. He makes it. So, so first, but, I mean, yeah. like out of a movie. Um, okay, so how, like, look, this is a, a kid whose parents trusted you, right? He transfers over from USC, and he trusts you, and the kids trust you with this style that, obviously, they, he benefited greatly from, but it is frenetic. It is different. The level of conditioning, it was obscene, what you guys do, and I want to get into that. But but you lose him there on the floor. How did you get that group together? What did you say? What did you do? How do you not? Because you're dealing with your own emotions. I'm wondering how you did that. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we we had some hard times together uh, immediately after Hank's passing. Uh, they had a, a ceremony uh, at Loyola Marymount and Gerstein Marina, where the whole campus was there and uh, players and I were in attendance and then we all flew back to Philadelphia for 
for the official funeral uh, at his, his mom's church. And then we returned and uh, the players came to me. I, I, to be honest, I said, like, if we just want to end it here, that's fine. And they said, no, we want to play and we want to play for Hank. So uh, we started, we had a couple practices, went to Long Beach and, and launched. Uh, and, and it, just a little perspective, they played better than they ever did or could have. And it's kind of interesting. You, know, you can say they played for Hank, but they were playing kind of for themselves. They, they, they wanted to kind of get away from all of the sorrow. So playing was, you know, two hours of relief from the other parts of the day that you were in grief. It wasn't how you always played when you won an NBA championship with the Lakers, uh, but what you did took the world of basketball by absolute storm. And what I remember, like one of the names I remember had 72 at the half. And I remember my dad who had coached Oregon state. Uh, he told me at the time after the game, he's like, you know, what happens is everybody scored in the first half. They feel great. And they're like, this is easy. And then they hit a wall in the second half. And they can't make a shot, they can't dribble, they can't pass, they can't make a layup. And you guys end up conditioning kind of wins the day. So just the, the style of how you played later in your career, Loyola Marymount uh, to the Denver Nuggets when you pressed and you ran. What, right. How did you formulate that style in, in your mind or in a discussion with other coaches? Well, I you know, through the 70s when I was at LaSalle University and, and – uh, through my professional careers with the Lakers and, and the uh, Chicago Bulls and then ultimately Loyola Marymount, uh, I was always a running coach. And I, and I believed in, in the quick shot. I believe uh, it makes more sense to run the ball down and beat the defense. I mean, I, why, why play five on five when if you go fast enough, you can play five on three. I mean, uh, it's, it's a lot easier. So I, I did it for those reasons, but it wasn't until Loyola Marymount, until Hank and Bo and Corey Gaines uh, and Tom Peabody all showed up together, all transferring from different parts of the, of the country, all LA kids, that I said, well, I'm gonna run, but I have to do something to make the other team run. So that's when we employed a full court man-to-man -man press and the press was good enough, or if you want to look at it the, another way, weak enough that you shot the ball in five seconds like we were shooting the ball in five seconds. So kind of accidentally, I created the perfect scenario. We shoot in five, you shoot in five. Do that for 40 minutes and see how you feel. Our players <laughs> could sustain that. Uh, the opposition many times – we're doing well by halftime and then would ultimately crack. And our guys knew that was going to happen. Um, how do you condition for something like that, for that style of play? Yeah, I mean, we did some preseason things. We, you know, uh, we did some running. Uh, we, we actually ran the sand dunes uh, sure. in Manhattan Beach that uh, 
uh, it's really quite a challenge. I, I, my memory is, and I did it once myself, it's about, oh, uh, it seems like a mile straight up, but it's probably a few hundred yards. But you have to run straight uphill in the sand dunes and, and very difficult. So our guys kind of saw that as a challenge. Uh, we, we didn't do it every day. We did it a couple of times over. Uh, but the, the, honestly, Doug, the way you get conditioned to run the fast break like we did and press, you have to do it every day in practice. Right. I mean, uh, I was not a stand-around coach who would stop play and give a two-minute explanation on how to defend the pick and roll. Uh, th those two minutes were 25 possessions wasted for me. So I played the speed game in every drill. And therefore the players, uh, they were very acclimated to playing nonstop. Yeah. And then you, you get, as you described, you get a team playing a style that your kids practice and play every day and they play once or twice a year. And so they're kind of discombobulated. Well, it, it feels good to be that free and playing that fast when you're not used to it, you start to make errors. You do, you get at it, you, you lose your wind. And then you start teams to also start playing their benches and guys that didn't normally play are thrust in there. And now the, the strength of your depth ends up becoming a factor. I mean, the, the teams get so tired. I, I don't know if we had a game uh, where we played LSU with uh, Shaquille O'Neal sure. uh, at, a, at a Nike clinic. And he said, you know, coach, we had one of our point guards, but about eight minutes ago in a game, he was so tired that he was coming down with the ball and on purpose threw it out of bounds to cause a turnover so he could get his catches and relax. He would do anything. They would do anything to stop the play. Uh, and we've had occasions with teams that did the old football trick where uh, if a team's playing so fast in football, you fake an injury and you're on the ground, and then three minutes later they, they start playing again. We had teams that would do that to us too. They would kind of fall down and, and act like they're hurt, and you know they weren't hurt because a minute later after they came out, they were back in the game. So, But it, for our guys, it was enjoyable. I mean, they, they love playing fast. They love that speed game. They thrived on it. But I will say to you, Doug, and this is part of my my book, there were a lot of coaching jobs that I had that it didn't work, yeah. that players didn't accept it, that said, this is crazy, that said, after 10 days of practice, players only meeting, like, we got to get rid of this. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So, so was that the, was that the Nuggets? I mean, what what why didn't it work with that? Yeah, no, not not the Nuggets so much. Uh, the Nuggets were an interesting group of guys. They uh, they were a depleted team. They uh, Alex English and everybody all left uh, almost at the same time. So we had some some young players and some leftovers and uh, uh, and I say leftovers are delightful leftovers. But I had Orlando Woolridge and Walter Davis, but they were well at the end of their career, like. 35 going up. <laughs> uh, so we had a nice group of guys. Uh, so they, they really tried their, their darndest uh, to keep this pace. They had trouble with the defense. See, I, I, I was foolish enough. That's why I got fired 14 out of 20 jobs. I was foolish enough to try and pull it off. Uh, the NBA guys, they might think about running the break. Uh, deep down, you, players don't really want to run. I, I, I'm sure you're a little bit aware of that. They, I mean, they, they'll steal the ball and make a fast break, but they do not want to go up and down, up and down, up and down in five seconds. It's it's against, you know, almost the union rule. Uh, and for sure, they don't want a full court press. And uh, I can remember uh, practicing and, and in games having uh, Walter Davis and Orlando Woolridge being the back two of my press, but I wanted them to come forward when the ball was inbounded sure. into the action, you know, get in the mix of things. And they continually, when the ball got passed in, backed up. And I said, come on, Walter. And, and uh, oh, you, and he said, coach, we're covering for you. We're covering for you, man. <laughs> uh, we don't want you to look bad. Well, they might have been doing that, but they really didn't want to run. That was the, the real bottom line. It's easier to back up on defense, and it's easier to take your time on offense than sprint on offense and play full-court defense. It's very difficult to do. It's, uh, it's fascinating. Um, okay, what, what was it like to go from coaching uh, the world of the NBA to then coaching women, both in college and professionally. What, what is that like in terms of not just your style, but the way in which you approach, uh, approach coaching your players? Yeah. Uh, I take the um, Phoenix Mercury job. Uh, a couple of things happen, but when I go to, to start and sign uh, the contract, I fly in from LA to Phoenix 
And uh, who's at the airport at the gate waiting for me is Diana Taurasi. So I can only say to you, Doug, there, there's a difference. I, uh, of all the teams I coach, especially the pro teams, there weren't any players ever waiting for me at the airport. <laughs> you, some of them try, took me to the airport yes. to say goodbye. But so anyway, uh, we, we go to the arena. It was going to be a little press conference. And she says to me, uh, coach, I know what you do. And don't water anything down. Give us exactly what you have done to the men. We want you to treat us the same. So uh, I did. I mean, I, I deployed the press and run. And uh, they gravitated to the fast break in a great manner. They, they were good. And they got better and better and better. The full court defense, uh, they tried, but it, they crumbled. Uh, they and I was getting smart enough to say, "Well, let's play a little half-court zone once in a while." Uh, but but they were terrific with the running game, Doug. Uh, I had a point guard, a young lady named Kelly Miller. I her first practice, we got her in a trade. Her first practice I said, "Kelly, I want you to push the ball as fast as you can on the dribble down the other end on offense every time." She said, "I can do that." Well, every practice, every drill, every game, no matter what the score, Kelly Miller pushed that ball all the way down. So uh, she was she was the the engine that got everybody going. And Tarasi just fell in line, and and I had Cappy Pondexer, who was a tough-minded girl from Chicago, uh, Penny Taylor. I I just had a good team, and. Uh, we're jumping around, but I, I'll tell you one thing. I realized it took me 28 years after I won with the Lakers in the NBA. It took me 28 years to get another championship. And I realized you have to have very, very good players in order to win. Uh, sometimes you can have good players and you, you still don't win. But if you have the very good ones like Tarasi and Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, you got a good shot. You mentioned Magic and Kareem. Obviously, you win an NBA title, and that was when famously Magic had to start at center for you, right? Yes. Um, what, take, take me back before, before that game. What was the discussion like in the locker room between your coaches and with you and Magic? Well, it's funny you say that. I'll start with when you said discussion with your coaches. I know today there's about 11 guys that get into this coach's discussion and have input and analytics and all kinds of stuff. Uh, at that moment, there was me and one other coach. It happened to be Pat Riley. That's it. So there, there wasn't, you know, a big coaches meeting. Uh, the, the game five, which put us up three two, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, was injured. Uh, he he came back and played the last quarter with a severely injured ankle. Uh, we finished the game one. And Kareem doesn't come on the trip with us. That's why we know we have to do something about it. So we're on the flight back to Philadelphia. We're flying commercial now. No, no private planes or anything. And uh, I, I say to Magic, I say, can you, could you play center? And he says, sure, no problem. He said, you know, uh, I was a center in high school. And 
if you look at his background, it was only two years ago. <laughs> I mean, he played in high school, then he played one year at Michigan State, and now here he is, you know, uh, a rookie. So, you know, we have one little shoot around practice and now we're going to play the game. Uh, I can still remember at game time, we we're about to go out and my other, the biggest player in the starting lineup, Jim Jones, is like seven foot, big, strong man, says to me, coach, uh, so I'm jumping center, right? I said, no, <laughs> we talked about this. Magic's going to jump center. So uh, I mean, I did it kind of symbolically, like here is Kareem's replacement for this game. So uh, we get our first possession. We throw the ball to Magic. He just on his own goes down into the low post, takes a little sky hook, kind of jump hook. It goes in and then he does anything and everything, guard, forward, center, and he gets 42 points. But uh we didn't really have many choices, Doug. And uh, Magic smiled and said, yeah, I can I can do it. What was Kareem like to coach? Yeah, Kareem was a special guy. Uh, I, it's interesting. I uh, When I arrived from Los Angeles, I went right to a kind of a workout practice. And I was the assistant coach. Uh, Jack McKinney, my good friend, was, was the head coach. And I I walked in and he said, yeah, we're working some guys out. He said, Kareem's down the other end. Uh, why don't you go down and, and work out with him? So I walked down and I said hello and he kind of nodded. I, I think he said hello, but it wasn't a big conversation. And he said, why don't you feed me the ball? Uh, so I was like in the baseline area feeding him in the low post. I fed him about 20 passes. He made all 20 shots threw the ball back to me after the 20 and said, thank you very much. And I said, Oh, okay. And I went back to McKinney. I said, hell, this is easy. You know, uh, you know, you just, just pass the guy the ball and, and he makes shots and, and it's over. Uh, well, that was kind of the start of my relationship with Kareem. Uh, since then we, we really got along. I learned one thing by instinct. You don't want to try and tell Kareem something about basketball. You know, you, kind of maybe might suggest some things, but you're not going to say, Hey, you know, I think if you drop your right foot, you'll be better. He, he would look at you like, no, 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 no. So I learned that quick enough and uh, we got along uh, very well. Uh, I, I think more because of limited things I said to him rather than trying to overcoach him. Uh, and I, I do recall one time in training camp, uh, and this is a tribute to him. It was our first practice, and I tried to impress the guys that we were going to really work hard this year. So we had a two-hour practice. And then, uh, like a, a good old college coach, I said, okay, get on the lines, and we're going to run the lines. I mean, I don't know what you and your dad called it, but they call it suicide. You call it murder. <laughs> you, yeah, yes. You, so we're going down and back, down and back, down and back. So we do a whole set. And it's over and the players walk one way to the locker and I'm walking the other way. And Kareem comes over, puts his arm around me and he says, Paul, I don't do murder. <laughs> and that was it. So I went back to my room. We're going to have another practice. That's when you could have two a days. Right. And 
he was saying to me, I hope you're smart enough to know. Yes. Don't do them again. Yes. And I never did. So uh, to his credit, though, he did it the first time. And I, I don't know if you, you picked up on it, but I did. He yeah. said to me, Paul. Yes. You know, he never called me coach. <laughs> oh, because to him, there's probably only only one coach, right? That, there was only one coach. It was John Wooden and, and the, the rest I, of it. I, I played for him, and I wish I would have had this conversation with you before I, I played for him because we, we butted heads a, a ton. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was an interesting experience. I find him to be a brilliant guy, but, but, but he's, he is not – and even though he's a great orator, he's not necessarily a great communicator as a coach, which are two very, very different things, as, as you know. Now, I, w- I will say, after I got fired from the Lakers yeah. and I went home – you know, devastated. And, and that's another whole series. I probably are the best. I'm the best coach in America to talk to, to coaches who get fired because I've been fired 14 times. But the Lakers job was the first one. Right. And the first one, you take it personal. And I drive home to my wife and my kids and, and they're, the kids are crying. My wife is upset. And I'm home maybe a half an hour. And the phone rings. This is before cell phones. The phone rings. I pick it up and it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who says, Coach, I'm really sorry. You know, I, uh, I, I wasn't involved with any of this and I, I, I feel bad for you. Uh, so, what, so, so what happened? Was it, was it ma- you, you got crossed? Oh, no. Magic or what? Oh, I have, I have no idea. I mean, there, there was an, an issue in the game before I got fired uh, with Magic Johnson and I, but I, uh, I think uh, ultimately uh, Magic and that incident created some of the issues, but I, I would not blame him. I think uh, the management and uh, Jerry Buss, uh, you know, did what they felt they needed to do. So. And, and if I, and again, I was, I'm so I'm at, at that point, I'm so, young that all I know is based upon what I was told and read and said magic was really close to Jerry Buss, maybe too much more so than any player and owner have ever been right at that point in time, magic was very young. And, you know, Jerry Buss tried to act what he thought was in his best interest, but is it just, it's kind of an interesting, um, what is, I think getting fired is one thing, obviously if you coach long enough, it's going to happen to anybody. How hard is it though, to watch their success? And be like, wait, that was that should have been me. That, that was that should have been me. And oh yeah, by the way, the way in which they played, Showtime, your former assistant Pat Riley, like that's how he played. They played fast. So what 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 is that like emotionally to process all these years later? As you move on, as I move to other jobs, when I as I move to the Chicago Bulls and, and the Denver Nuggets and and, and different teams, uh, I realize that when you get fired, it's not personal. It's not like you're the bad guy. It's that uh, it's business. The team has made the decision that uh, they, they, they need to try something different. And you're the easy out. Uh, I did find in, in the NBA, very difficult to get rid of players and their contracts. So if the the ship isn't sailing the way you like, it's much easier to say goodbye to the captain of the ship and 
and, and get someone new. So I, I have a much better perspective. And I, and I will say this, Jerry Buss fired me, but Jerry Buss was the best owner I've ever had. Really? And, and I say that because he did anything he could to get players. He, you know, he, he, in fact, he, this was before the salary cap. We needed a rebounder after we won a championship. And then the next year we faltered a little bit. And he said, uh, who's the best free agent out there to help you? And I said, uh, Mitch Kupchak is the best free agent that we need. He said, I'll get him. I said, well, you know, what, really? He said, I'll go to the vault. I will get Mitch Kupchak for you. If that's what you want, I'll get him. So you can't do any better, especially if you're a professional coach that have an owner that will do anything it takes to get uh, the best player. I, I, I marvel at, you know, now his, his daughter, Jeannie, who my recollection is she was uh, maybe a 10, 11 year old, uh, maybe a preteen girl I'd see occasionally. She did the same thing. She went out and got Anthony Davis and therein lies the whole difference, you know, get the right player and put them in with what you have. And Davis and LeBron, the, nobody's going to beat them in seven games. No, no, nobody, nobody did. Well, coach, I can't wait to read the entirety of the book. It's called the speed game. My fast times in basketball. I know there's a ton of stories, a ton of basketball lore. I can only tell you as a guy who loves the sport, I got a chance to play. I love watching your teams play your unique style. And I, I'm, I'm going to, I would, I would argue with you to the death though. I would love to play that because I can't imagine how many assists I could have gotten playing. Oh, in oh no, like, the players are like to play fast. No, 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 no. I love no, it. Doug. No, no. <laughs> ah, I love it. Yeah, I know. But trust me, I've had teams that I, I have my first meeting. I say, okay, now we're going to fast break this year and who's in favor. And you know, all 12 guys raise their hands, you know, and then after about six practices, if you ask the same question, you might have two. I would, I would be one. I would be one of those two. I would be one of those. One of those two. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well. If I had you, Doug, you'd be in the speed game. Then you'd be in this this book. Yeah, uh, and that you can get it on Amazon.com right now. It's available. Uh, but uh, I, I just hope that people realize how hard it is to run this. It's because players want to play steady as it goes they they say they want to play fast they don't want to play fast it's too hard hey uh coach thanks so much for joining us congrats on the book and can't wait to read it in its entirety this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Oh, my thanks to Paul Westhead. What a, what a really insightful guy. Interesting book, Speed Game. You can pick it up on Amazon, wherever you pick up books. A quick reminder, the Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 6 Eastern time, 12 to 3 Pacific. If you miss it, you can download the podcast wherever you download podcasts. Um, obviously, this all ball, we were pretty big fans of, but Lil Wayne joined us in the last one. You can still download that one. Uh, download, subscribe, subscribe, and don't forget to rate us. Um, I, I, I think we got a chance at something pretty special over the next couple years in college basketball as guys are going to get a chance to get an extra year of eligibility and not count against the 13 scholarship limit. College basketball, to me, has been not just watered down because there's so many teams and so many conferences and everything's on TV, but because guys just leave too early. They just do. And we don't, and they transfer so much. We don't know who's where, like I've done this for 20 years and I got to do a much better review nowadays than I used to because everybody transfers or goes to the pros. But with the extra year of eligibility has a chance to reset, reset the, the market. Oh yeah, by the way, the G league's in major trouble this is a, a great move by the NCAA and one that could help kind of regenerate some interest into college basketball as we regenerate the, 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 the depth of talent because teams had really become watered down, losing entire teams on a year-to-year basis. All right, we got great interviews upcoming on Future All Balls. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to download, subscribe, rate, listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show daily. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.